Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome or welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench, a podcast for 20-somethings by a 20-something. I'm your host, Katie Yu, and on this podcast, we talk about everything and anything with a focus on mental health and personal well-being. New episodes every Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. I am joined here with Bonnie. She is a content creator, traveler, uh, wellness girly, just someone that I have admired for a really long time, like literally looks like straight out of Pinterest almost. And I'm excited to talk to her about like friendships and community, especially since she mentioned you like you mentioned to me that um, you kind of like 2023 was your year of community and female friendships. And so I'm very stoked to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is what my first podcast as a guest. So I'm really, really excited. Well, I feel very honored that you're here right now. But for the people who don't know you, could you give me a brief overview of who you are and what you do in the online space? Yeah, of course. So my name is Bonnie. And long story short, um, I'm an adventure travel creator. And my dream is to see the world and bring people on my journey and hopefully inspire somebody along the way to go see the world for themselves. Because I believe that there's more to life than your hometown and a nine to five. Um, I think travel is a huge part of my life, but I really didn't start in that space. Heck, I honestly didn't even start posting to gain a big platform, especially in travel. You know, it was just for the fun of it. But then the more I shared about my digital nomad life, my friendships, just things I was doing on a daily basis as a 23-year-old girl. And then when I got broken up with earlier this year and starting my healing journey with that, I realized that what I'm going through in my life, a lot of other people are as well, or they can relate to, or they aspire to be like. So it eventually just slowly snowballed into this platform where I try to live my life to the fullest, and then I make fun content and hope that it encourages and helps better somebody else's life. Yeah, and I have to say, as that 23-year-old who looks at your life and feels very envious of all of the travels that you've been able to do, it definitely has inspired me to want to travel more. As we were kind of talking about, I now live in London, and so, like, the train system, come on. Like, I just need to get out more and get out of my comfort zone a little bit more and travel. So thank you for inspiring me with, like, everything that you're doing and you being you is inspiring to people like me. Well, that's awesome to hear. Like, I feel like a lot of times sometimes, and maybe you can relate to this as a creator, when you're making content, you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Is anybody watching this? Is this helping anybody? But when you hear somebody say like, it has affected my life in whether a small way or a big way, you're like, wow, like what I'm doing, like I'm doing my job right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Absolutely. So in the name of Solidarity on the Bench, something that I'm implementing with my new guests is asking everyone a question. And this is mainly to show everyone that, you know, in like recovery is scary, asking for help is scary, but everyone around you is doing it. And there's a lot of shame and stigma around that. So I'm going to ask you, when was the last time you asked for help? Oh, this one's... A good one. We're starting off with like the bomb questions, Katie. (laughs) 
Um, We just have to start off strong and then we'll kind of taper back down into the female friendships in the community. But in the name of solidarity on the bench, like we have to talk about mental health first and foremost. I like it. Um, The last time that I had asked for help, this uh, was when I had just gotten my heart broken in April. Um, It was probably like it, it has been it was the toughest breakup of my entire life and I know I'm 23 but like I only have 23 experience or 23 years of experience to speak from and I knew that I wasn't in a good place at the time and I knew how bad my headspace could get and I did not want to let myself get back to that headspace that I've previously experienced so immediately the first thing I did was I I told my best friend I was like hey can you just please like be my accountability partner and right now I'm not in a like a good state just check in on me like ask if I've eaten that day and ask if I've left the house that day like just two things from you that are super duper simple and there are going to be days where I don't answer you or there are going to be days where I don't want to talk to you and I just want to be in like my bed in a cocoon and not you know be a part of life but just ask me those two questions because I know that if somebody asks then I feel more inclined to like leave my bed, leave the house, go eat something, like take care of my body. And she was that person for me. Um, And it wasn't just like a one-time thing. It's kind of like a overtime thing, right? Uh, Over the days, over the weeks, and then over the months still, like I still have friends that will call and check in and be like, hey, how's it going? Hey, have you gone to the gym today? Hey, have you, you know, gone to watch sunset today, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, And I think having people know where your head's at um, is a little bit less scary for you and a little bit less scary for them if all of a sudden you're not responding or if you're not your normal self. Um, It just helps you out, but also helps the people that care about you out as well. I think there's also something to be said about like the power in the statement of you asking for help is like, can you help me with this specific thing? Can you use these phrases and, and do it every single day? And it's less daunting than you know, I need help, but I can't vocalize or verbalize what that means to me right now. And so it's a lot easier for people to show up for you in a way that serves you when you have that language behind that. I agree. I think a lot of times it's hard for people to help when they don't really know how to help, especially when it comes down to something that is a little bit tougher to navigate, like mental health, right? the way that I need help looks very different than maybe the way that you need help versus somebody else that needs help. And I feel like that also comes down to how well do you know your body? How well do you know your brain and how you feel your emotions and how you go about scary situations, um, which helps you kind of say that to somebody else and put it in words and actions for somebody else because people do care about you and people want to help but when they don't know how to help it's frustrating for them and then in turn it makes you frustrated because you're like you're supposed to love me like why don't you know how to help me so it's Mm kind of like helping them meet you in the middle a little bit I agree with basically everything you said and kind of touching on like that one friend who was really there for you in April, it kind of kickstarts our conversation on female friendship because you said, you know, this is your year of female friendship. So I kind of want to talk about like, how did that happen? Did you do anything specific? And also what does female friendship mean to you? 
Yeah, let's start off by saying that female friendship means the world to me because I didn't grow up with a lot of girlfriends. I was a huge tomboy growing up, played like all the sports. And I I was just like, I don't want to play with the Barbies. I don't really want to like talk about girly things. I just want to like get dirty and like, you know, do all the boy things. So I never really had strong female friendships growing up. And I I didn't, I, I would see them in the movies. I'd see them on what like tumblr and social media and all that mm-hmm. but it was like okay well is that like it just seems too good to be true and it doesn't seem possible for my world because I just don't feel like I fit in that space kind of but I've always kind of wanted it hence why I was part of a sorority in college did I gain the strong strong you know female friendships that a lot of sorority girls do get when they're in college no I didn't um but and I was like is there something wrong with me is there something like that I'm just not understanding because I was like everybody around me seems like they have those awesome girlfriends and I don't have that and I don't know how to navigate it and so where it all started for me is January of this past year um well back let's backtrack a little bit more I had met my best friend Zoe Um, when I had moved out to Maui and she had just randomly commented on one of my TikToks, you know, like three months into my, me moving there, she had just moved out there as well. And then we ended up hanging out and then we just started hanging out every single day. And then we just clicked really well. And then that was my girl. Like I just, it's like a, when you know, you know, kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so she was my ride or die. Right. But there that's, that's one person. And then January of this year, me and my ex at the time, we were on a break, right? And we were supposed to be going to Kauai together, this uh, the next island that I've never been to. And I've heard really great things about. And I'm like, well, if me and him aren't going to go now, I still want to go. I'm going to take Zoe, but it's too expensive to be traveling there as a, you know, under 26 year old because driving a car is expensive there, renting hotels, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we ended up just putting it up on TikTok and saying, hey, we're going here. We like to do these things. If you want to come, like we are looking for two to four girls. And then that TikTok kind of blew up and a hundred girls DMs me and they're like, I'm willing to come from Wisconsin, from New York, from wherever, Um, which was really, really cool, but also like overwhelming because I didn't expect it to get like that. And then I eventually like talked to a lot of girls, went through a lot of people's profiles and ended up just like picking three girls that lived on another island in Hawaii on Oahu because it just made the most logistical sense. You know, Mm -hmm. I was on Maui at the time with Zoe. And if we're flying somebody in from New York, that's such just like a hassle and it's Mm -hmm. jet lag and everything. But if it's girls that are also already in Hawaii, then it's like, okay, we can all just take a 30 minute flight over, meet up and spend a week together. Um, And I don't know if this is, you know, the universe just saying like, finally, here are some girls that are your girls for life. But that's how it seems like, because immediately um, I clicked with those girls there. And then now these girls are my best friend. Um, So that's kind of how it sparked my my year of female friendship. It sparked in January in Kauai. And then I have very similar stories that kind of snowballed in you know June and July when I went to Alaska and I also booked that trip with a girl that I'd met online and now she's a lifetime friend as well um so I feel like I'm going on a rant a little bit here no keep going in January and I, I feel like that was just the theme of that year starting in January that like this is your year with for girls 
Um, and I didn't have that for 23 years. And now that I've had a taste of it, it's like, I don't want it to be any different. Mm -hmm. I posted something very recently, um, a reel that blew up, which was talking about girls who didn't have their girls and didn't have their community. I know that for me as well, like not having my girls or feeling like I never had that friend group to do those, you know, what you're saying, like Tumblr, Pinterest things. It made me feel like I was also doing something wrong. So everything that you were saying was definitely really resonating with me. Um, I feel now, especially like with my move to London, that I don't, I'm not struggling as much to connect with other people and connect with other women, especially. And um, it, it may just be because I was in the wrong place for 23 years. It may also be, you know, that I was that in my alone time, I was able to kind of do a lot of soul searching and be the type of friend that I wanted to have. And so then like it's being reciprocated a lot in friendships. It could be a lot of different factors, but I also feel like, you know, 2023 is my year of having female friendships and like girlhood. And like, I'm realizing, you know, they're not making it up. Like when you have it, it is so incredible. You never want to let it go. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's funny how like, was it this year? Or was it last year where like Barbie came out and all the this girlhood year, yeah. things? Yep, all the girlhood things. And it just seems like for a lot of people, I know not for everybody, um, but like this year was like a theme of girlhood. And uh, I feel like people are a lot more, I don't know if you follow along with like the Call Her Daddy podcast or whatnot with Alex Cooper. She's been doing these massive um, like shows and stuff. And mm -hmm. she'll kind of promote it in a way where it's like, if you don't have anybody to go with, like somebody just comment, like just leave a comment and say, hey, like I'm in this city, I have nobody to go with who wants to go. And a hundred other girls will comment the same thing. And mm -hmm. then people just end up meeting up and then going to the show together. And of course you're not gonna click with everybody you meet, but like there's ought to be one person. There's to be two people that you remotely feel like oh wow I have some common ground with you and I'd love to hang out again and that's honestly how friendships begin you just need kind of that like beginning moment it's it's almost like going on a first date with mm -hmm. a romantic relationship but in this case with a girl yeah and going off of that one of the questions I wrote down was what does connection mean to you I think connection is one of my top priorities in my life right now, um, especially being someone who is pretty much always on the road and my life is very here, there, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I feel that deep connection with a friend or, you know, with a stranger or whatnot, um, I, tr I tend to, I I've realized that I tend to treasure that and hold on to that a lot more than I had used to before I had gone on this whole on the road lifestyle situation mm -hmm. because before I was kind of in one place I was in college in Boston then I was on Maui you know for a year and a half two years um, and you always, you almost take things for granted because you're like, okay, well, next weekend we can go play volleyball if this weekend doesn't work. Oh, like I'm so tired today. I don't necessarily want to, you know, go hang out or whatnot. And that's totally fine. But I think when I've gone on this more on the road lifestyle, you're not always going to see that person again. Your time is very mm -hmm. limited with that person or that group of people. So when you have hangouts, it's a lot more, not intense, but you're not going to be on your phone as much. You're not going to be as dilly-dallying as much. You're going to want to spend as much time and mm -hmm. like intensify that connection as much as possible because you know that your time with that person at that moment is limited. 
Um, so I want to say that connection is not easy to come across, but when I do come across it, it's like, it's worth, it's more than a million dollars to me because I know that down the line, that friend, um, that person, um, you know, we might not always, we 99% of the time don't live in the same place, but eventually we get to, you know, meet up somewhere else in the world and continue on our memories and our stories, or they get a visit. I get to visit them. We get to catch each other up and like, on each other's journeys or on each other's lives via, I don't know, social media, text, whatnot. But I think long story short, connection is just super, super important to me. Yeah. And what I was hearing is like, there's this piece of intentionality as well. When you were saying, you know, you're not on your phone, you're, you recognize that this may be like one of the only times you're going to hang out. So you're making the most of it. And I think that that mindset should be applied, you know, to life. And I, you would probably agree, like as a travel person is like, you need to be present in every single moment, especially since you're always on the road, you know, where you are yesterday is not where you're going to be tomorrow. And so you want to soak up all of that and make as many memories as possible and be with the people who make you feel good and kind of like be chasing and, and, and uh, not that this is a negative thing, but like, you're going to be prioritizing the people and the experiences that make you feel good and you're not going to be thinking about you know the ones that are not going to make you feel good and I think there's something about being on the road and being able to travel that really hones I don't know what I'm trying to say right now <laughs> but no, like, you're going you're, on the right track here I'm like you're able to to like put less pressure on everything and also be more intentional with everything that you do, like the the people that you're seeking, the um, connections you're making and the places you're going to. There is just this underlying theme of intentionality that is applied to friendships. And I don't think that I applied that, you know, earlier on, especially like in college when I was just like, I don't have my people. But I was like, but I wasn't being intentional about connecting with the people that I truly wanted to connect with. Like I always talked about friendships of convenience because you're in the same place you have the same routine you're in the same major but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is a good friendship that sets your soul on fire and I think in college I realized that in one place maybe you can only find one or two of those people and one or two of those connections and like you don't need to spend your life chasing that that type of connection with every single person because it's not going to happen and so really prioritizing it when you have it and being intentional with the people and the places and the things that make you feel good is kind of the the theme and the underlying thing that I was listening to you talk about and was helping me reflect on as well yeah you're right I, I feel like whether you are you know in a hometown or you 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 aren't living this like crazy travel lifestyle but it's like you have to be, you have to know and be okay with not every single person you meet is going to give you that, like, my heart is on fire connection, right? Similar alongside to, you know, love comes when it's the most unexpected. I feel like that is with, that goes along the same lines with great friendships too, right? I'm not going into the first interaction with every new person that I'm meeting with an intention of like, I'm going to make you my best friend. That's never the situation because I feel like, first of all, that's a little bit silly. Number two, it's just, you, you're putting so much pressure on yourself and also the other person, whether the other person knows it or not. So I feel like as long as you're just genuinely yourself, and I know this sounds so cheesy, but like, it's the truth. When you show up as yourself, the people that are meant to stay will end up staying, right? The people that 
aren't meant to be in your life for, you know, forever, for a long time will eventually weed themselves out, whether it's because your personalities don't match up. And that's totally fine. That, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that person. It's just, it's, it's not there. Um, but I feel like as long as you show up as your full authentic self, and that friendship is meant to be, the universe is going to make that happen. You just have to give it a little bit of time. I love, I love that. And I was, while you were speaking, I was like nodding my head, soaking it in as well. Like, I think that uh, friendships, especially like the inability to find some and then the shame that comes with that. And then eventually being able to find some, like people don't necessarily talk about that shame and that first part enough. And I love how like we were able to kind of touch on that before moving into this like, well, what do I do now that I have them? How do I connect with people? And I want to open up, like I have questions from the community because this, as I said, like is something that everyone is really interested in is about finding those connections and dealing with like that aspect of shame when you don't have those connections. So could you speak more on that? Because I know like you were mentioning, you know, this is this is your year of female friendships, but that means that 22 years before this was not your year. So let, let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think we both kind of hinted on we had thought that there was something wrong with us personally when these friendships weren't coming along. Um, and it's I don't blame me or you or anybody that feels that way because it seems like everybody else has those friendships so if everybody else has those like then it has to be my problem but I think just knowing that you know a knowing who you are in the sense of like that I bring worth to the world everybody does I have value you know these are things that I like these are the things that I'm good at um and that somebody else in this world will platonically appreciate that about me and want to be around me for those things as well right? I think that it's better, honestly, looking back now, um, that I went 22 years without those strong, strong, intense, great female friendships, because now that I have it, it's like, okay, that was so worth the wait. Whether you're waiting mm -hmm. 10 years, 22 years, some people, honestly, 30 years too, I've met people on the road that it's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't had a good girlfriend until I turned 29 or 30. And it seems so long, but it's like, imagine getting that at 30 and having that for the rest of your life than just like never getting it at all. Um, with the shame piece of it, it's more of like an inner work thing. I can sit here all day long and tell you, oh, it's not shameful to not have friends. It's not whatever. But at the end of the day, it has to come down to you and you knowing exactly what you bring to the table amongst friendships and that people are, people will be lucky to have you as a friend. So I honestly my tip for myself looking backwards, you know, talking to me at what, 20, 19, 18 would be to learn how to show up for myself so that when these people do show up down the line, whenever they do, I know how I can show up best for them too, mm -hmm. so that I'm not missing out on friendship opportunities, or I'm not quote unquote, like screwing up as a friend or whatnot. I just know how to show up for me and I know how to show up for that person. So instead of seeing it as shame, just see it as this is a time of being alone and being alone is very different than being lonely, right? When you're alone, you can work on yourself. You can work on being your own best friend um, so that when your potential best friend, potential best friend group comes along, then you can show up for that really well too. 
what I was thinking about as you were speaking is like, we as a society, especially as young people, put so much pressure on romantic relationships and how to get into one and how to, you know, be the perfect girlfriend or the perfect boyfriend, the perfect partner. And we never kind of talk about the power of platonic relationships and everything that you would do as a good partner in a romantic relationship you need to do as a partner and as a half in a platonic relationship so when we were talking earlier about like asking for help and like really being able to connect with yourself I think that you and I are very similar in the sense that taking that time to be alone to learn who I am and and the value that I bring not only in friendships but in relationships and just me as a person has allowed me to show up a lot more confidently in my relationships period and also that confidence has attracted other people who are kind of in the same maturity level like emotionally um, that I am in who want to connect as deeply with me as I want to connect with them. 100%. Um, You are like so spot on when you talk about the whole we as you know just as a generation we put so much emphasis on like uh relationships like romantic relationships and not the platonic relationships and i feel like now having and having found the great friendships that i am in i've almost reversed it into if a romantic partner a potential romantic partner down the line right cannot Mm -hmm. cannot show up for me the way that my girls are showing up for me then I don't know what you're doing in my life. Because if these girls that want nothing from me can show up for me in these great ways, then why are you who want something from me, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's love, whether it's whatever, something else, it's like, you need to step it up. Which is why I think the being alone piece and knowing yourself and knowing your standards piece is so important because that doesn't go just for romantic relationships. If when you know the standards that you set for yourself and just anybody that comes around you, which, you know, you have more platonic relationships than romantic relationships, I assume, or at least in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So whoever whoever I allow in my life closely in that close circle as a friend, um, I hold those same standards for them as to a romantic relationship. And I think when you do have that standards, then you are, you know, spending a lot more time alone because you are weeding out quite a lot of people. But then the people that do end up coming in are, you you know, are people that are quality and good for you. Um, so that's why I've just reversed that mindset of, you know, I, I honestly going even into a romantic relationship, right? I would love to be best friends first before we even explore anything more. Because as friends, they don't want anything from you. They just love you exactly as how you are. Whereas mm-hmm. sometimes in romantic relationships, there's other aspects involved that just make the situation a little bit more or a little bit less authentic and genuine. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. And I'm just looking at some questions. Something that you reminded me of is you talked about how like you uh, have just moved to Maui, you finished college. And you spent a year and a half on Maui before you kind of had your like crazy travel adventure year. And so I'm wondering what your take is on building strong relationships outside of university and school, especially for someone in a new city who feels like they have no one. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, It's so funny because school apparently teaches you everything except that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I feel like in college, it's all, it's a shock to so many people that come out of college and move elsewhere and don't stay in their college town, don't stay in their hometown. Because for what, three years, four years, you're honestly forced to have friends. You're given so many people that are just yes. there in class, in school, in the dorms, in the dining rooms, whatnot. But when I had moved out to Maui, I had never been to Maui before, first of all. And I, I had knew nobody there, but before I'd gone a couple of weeks beforehand, you know, like I'm looking for people on social media and mm-hmm. seeing what life is like so far and this and that and the other, because I'm like, oh crap, when I show up, like, I want a friend, you know, like I don't want to do everything alone. And so you, I eventually started following a couple of people, whatnot, they'd follow me. And then you just got to shoot your shot. I think that's where, like, I don't think I've really ever sent too many DMs or like shot my shot via the DMs prior to that. But I was like, well, I'm just going to say, hi, my name is Bonnie. Like, I'm coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, really love your content or just say something nice, like compliment somebody and then be like, hey, I like would love to hang out with you. Would love to go get coffee or like would love to go to the beach, whatnot. And then I would get some text back and say, hey, would love to do that. Right. And so once you get there, though, the thing is you can't have cold feet. It's mm-hmm. easy to do the asking, but then it's really hard to actually show up because it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm anxious about it, but you just have to. I think whether you're going to a new job, a new city, new wherever, you have to put yourself out there and it's not easy to, but if you don't, like people aren't just going to come flocking to you, right? Like you're not a celebrity, like you're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I think that was the beginning of me learning to be comfortable with just putting myself out there because I realized that nobody was going to come to me if I don't go to them. And then once I got there, right, you meet one person, you meet two people, those people have friends, right? Then Mm -hmm. eventually they'll bring you around, but you have to continuously say yes over and over and over again. Even on days sometimes when I was like, oh my gosh, I would just love to lay in bed and not do anything. But if someone's like, oh my gosh, my friends who are going on this hike and I've never been on. And you don't like you can't find this hike if you if they don't take you. Do you want to mm-hmm. come? It's like, okay, I'm gonna go because my priority at that point was to build a community around me. So I think moral of the story is you just gotta shoot your shot. Yeah. And I had a very similar experience as well in London of being like, okay, I, I'm gonna recognize that the first three or four months is gonna be socially, emotionally, physically exhausting because I'm gonna say yes more than I'm gonna say no. And I'm not going to prioritize myself as much as I want to, but it's going to be good because I'm going to set myself a good foundation of people that care about me, a community and like a home here in this new city that I've never been to shooting my shot. I also did um, a couple of like DMs. I had like content creators that I knew in London. And so when I wasn't doing my program yet, I was literally just being like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, let's grab coffee. And I think that we won't shoot our shot because we're afraid that they're going to say no. 99.9% of the times they're going to say yes. But because we don't ask, all we'll ever get is that no. And so I've just started to ask and, you know, more people than I, than I would have thought would say yes. And like, let's hang out and let's connect with each other. And if they say no, it's, it's never something about me. I know it's always about their capacity at the time and, you know, what they're going through and maybe they're not ready to take on another friendship, but it has nothing to do with me specifically. Yeah, I agree with that. I also feel like I've, I've gotten this comment a few times, um, where people are like, well, you know, you are in the social media space. It's so much easier for you to make friends, yada, yada. You just kind of like send a DM and somebody's going to say yes, which 
I understand where they're coming from. And if you're in this position and you're in this mindset too, maybe you don't want to shoot your shot with DMs. Maybe you don't even have social media, which is totally fine. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have friends. That doesn't mean that there's no ways of you making friends. I'd say show up to community things. For example, Mm -hmm. like a well-known cafe in the area, or I know uh, for myself, like I love being in the gym. I love workouts. Um, go to like a workout class, right? Whether it's Pilates, whether it's a spin class or whatnot, you know, show up a little bit earlier and just like say hi to the girl next to you or say hi to the person next to you on the bike. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they end up sparking out a conversation, they might be like, Hey, you want to go get coffee after this? Boom. Mm-hmm. You just set yourself on a front date, right? Like it doesn't have to be this whole, Oh my gosh, I need to have a social media presence. I need to, you know, look great. No, you literally just show up as a human being to a cafe, say hi to somebody. But in that moment, you also do have to put yourself out there because I promise you, if you show up to Pilates and you just sit in the corner by yourself, no, one's really going to come up to you to talk to you. You're going to have to be the more outgoing one, even though it's a little bit uncomfortable, but at the same time, kind of killing two birds with one stone. It's like, when you do, when you put yourself out there more and more and more, you get more and more comfortable doing that. And then before you know it, it's going to be so easy for you just to walk up to somebody or go travel alone and be like, you know, I got this. Like, I know how to talk to people and I know how to make friends and I'm not scared. I agree. And that's kind of what I was experiencing in London is like, I am a total introvert. I don't think people realize that. Like, I would rather be alone. But I'm realizing more and more, maybe it's because I'm living in a city. Maybe it's because I'm like getting more comfortable with who I am and myself that I'm like, I can also go up and just say hi and like have no expectations of like whether or not they like me or whatever. I just go give someone a compliment or be like, I, you know, I loved your vibe writing next to you. And that's actually how I made one of my really good friends in London is through Soul Cycle and through Spin. And I talk about that a little bit is like you go up, you show up in places with people who will have a like mind, like a, the same mindset as you. So if you're going, if you really love working out and that's like your whole shtick, go make friends at a workout class. You know, I, yeah. if you love reading, go to a library, go to a bookstore, go up to those types of people. Like you're going to find your people in areas where they're doing like the same sort of things. So don't go to a rock concert expecting to make friends that like, you know, really suit your vibe if you don't like rock. Um, and I, and I really had to do that in London is like, I want to make friends in very specific areas because I know that we're going to connect because I know that like the friends that I want to make, you know, check X, Y, Z box, like they're interested in mental health. They like working out and they like taking care of themselves. Boom. Soul cycle. That is literally the shtick of soul cycle. So that was like how I was able to make friends again, is just like compliment someone with no expectations of anything, but also don't be afraid to put yourself out there and be the one to ask, let's go get coffee. And it, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I I'm a total believer in like the universe has its plan for you, whether like you're religious or not. It's just like when things are meant to happen, right time, right place, it's going to happen. You can't force, especially with something kind of tying back to like the connection, you cannot force connection, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a romantic person, it's just, if it's there, it's there. It's always that if you know, you know, kind of, kind of feeling, mm-hmm. um, or the, when you know, you know, kind of feeling. So yeah, you're right, Katie. Like also coming from a bit of like a tech, like a sec, a sales background. Um, if you get a no, it's not the end of the world. You know, the world's not going to stop spinning, you know, no rock's mm-hmm. going to come out of the sky and like kill you. <laughs> it's just going to be a no. And you're like, okay, well now I know this person doesn't want to be friends. Perfect. 
I'll go to the next person. Eventually, mm-hmm. someone's going to say yes. Now we've talked about, you know, not having friends, how to make them, how to show up as yourself. Let's talk a little bit about comparison, um, especially yep. in female friendships. I think that everyone says, you know, if you can survive being a girl in high school, you can survive anything because high school is maybe the most brutal thing that anyone has to go through as a teenager. And comparison, jealousy, friendships, vulnerability, it it all is like, I think, experiences that we need to go through to come out the other side stronger and more mature but also not something that you want in good, strong female friendships. A hundred percent. I was just going to say, I was like, if you're in a friendship right now where you get anxious because, you know, they're jealous of your something or you're jealous of them or you consistently compare yourself to them, maybe consider that friendship and not be a part of it or like take a step back from it because I'm telling you, a good friendship there is no unhealthy comparison or jealousy of any sort in them. Um, and why I say that is in my friendships now, they are mm-hmm. such at a high, high standard. These girls have literally set the utmost standard for me for a friendship that they are my number one fans and I am their number one fans, whatever that they're doing in life, whether it's, you know, being in grad school, whether it's, I don't know, starting a new career path, moving somewhere, whatnot. Like we are each other's biggest support system because that's what friends are for. You know what I mean? Or at least for me, that's what a friend is for. Um, And when... I think when it comes to comparison, right? Comparison is, what's the phrase? Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. Something like that, yeah. Something along those lines. I feel like it stems from you and yourself first. Ask yourself, why am I comparing myself to this person? Is it looks? Is it their job? Is it their friend circle? Is it, like, what is it, right? Because I believe that if you know your own worth, and you know what you bring to the table, you're not going to go around looking at everybody else and trying to figure out what they have that you don't have, because you know, you have, you have what you need to have, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, the most simple way possible. Um, I think when you do catch yourself comparing yourself to that other person, sit back and like, maybe write down things like, what, what do I bring to the table? It's kind of strip it down to the, strip it down all the way. And just list out the pros of yourself. Because sometimes it's so easy, me, myself included, in the creator space, not really comparing myself to friendships, but like comparing myself to other creators in the same space. Like, oh my gosh, how did they get this brand deal? How did they do this? Why are they so good at this? Why am I so crap at this? Why am I not growing at the same rate as they are? But what does that do for me at the end of the day, other than cause myself anxiety? It doesn't better the situation at all for either of us. It just makes me feel worse about my situation so sometimes maybe just pull yourself out of that pity party and say okay well if they do have a better job or a better whatever and you want to be like that maybe ask them and say like hey I really admire the way that you you go to the gym or you're you're like I've said this to another girl the other day I was like oh my gosh your butt looks so good I really want like that's my goal is to gain a butt in the gym can you help me do that Like, Mm -hmm. can you give me some tips? Change the comparison into like asking for help maybe or in an admiring way 
Mm-hmm. And then also you can gain a friend out of that as well, or like deepen a connection in that way. Instead of seeing it in a very negative, toxic way, I feel like I'm someone who tries to like think about it in a healthier, just more positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And while you were speaking, I was thinking about like how, you know, comparison can stem from insecurity and lack of confidence within yourself as well. And I always see like when I get annoyed with someone or when I feel like I'm comparing myself to someone, I'm like, okay, it seems like I'm annoyed actually about something that I'm not doing or that I'm not saying. And so how I like that reframing mindset is like, how can I you know, change how I talk and how I show up in this relationship. And maybe like, that means that I need to do some work on in me. And it's not anything to do with how I'm feeling about this friendship right now. Um, But I, you know, maybe I'm coming from a place of lack, and I need to learn more and understand more about myself. And then yeah, coming up and maybe being vulnerable as well being like, hey, I'm feeling a, a little bit of this, like, let's can we talk about it? Like, I, I feel jealous that like you have this can can you explain to me how you've done that and I think um 2023 as we were talking about like the Barbie movie it really is this year of girlhood and of not demonizing you know female friendships and of seeing like the power and connection that can happen when women support women like I think we as a society are just done with tearing down other women and we're now like okay let's flip the narrative like let's uplift everyone let's come from a place of kindness and like what is the world gonna look like when we are curious and kind as opposed to wanting to tear everyone else down. Absolutely. And you have to keep in mind that the other person, right? The other party of this friendship might not want to be in that positive, healthier, uplifting mindset. And if they're not in that phase of life or in that mindset, you have to also think for yourself, like, is this a friendship that I want to be a part of? Because I think a lot of times people stay in friendships because it's like, oh my gosh, well, I've known them for so long and we've done all these things together and I'm supposed to be loyal to her and I'm supposed to be her best friend. It's like, well, think about it. Would you want, like, if you weren't in your situation now and if you were giving advice to a friend and a friend was telling you the situation that you are in right now currently, what would you tell that person? I feel like that's been really helpful for myself and I use that tactic on myself Mm -hmm. when I find myself in pickles with people. Um, and tough situations it's like if I was to give advice to somebody else as a third party unbiased human being what would I say to that person and then you just take that advice Um, because I think it's so much easier a lot of times for us to tell people and see the clarity in things when we're not in that situation but when you are you are so emotional about it there's just all these aspects that go into it where you're not thinking clearly so take a step back and and see if it's a me thing, a them thing, or a both parties thing, see if we can figure it out. If not, then maybe let's take a step back from the from the friendship. It's not bad to take a break from a friendship. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do need to have your own time where you're alone or you're with other friends or whatnot before you come back. Or sometimes at the end of the day, like that friendship was just meant to be for that chapter of your life. Time to flip, flip the page and go find other friends that suit your chapter right now better. And that kind of goes into the last question I wanted to talk about, which was, how do I find community when I feel more mature than my friends? And I like this piece about like, you know, you're growing for a season and not everyone has to be in your life all the time. And something that I just wanted to start off by saying is I either was it like a, a reel or like a TikTok, who knows at this point, I heard it somewhere, um, which was saying like, you know, 
everyone in your life is going to grow towards their goals and you can't expect their goals to be like your goals. And so if you're growing apart, it's not necessarily a bad thing about your relationship with them. It may just mean that you guys are growing in different directions right now. And this is like, you know, a time to set down this friendship doesn't mean you can't pick it back up, but um, feeling like you're more mature, feeling like you just have different priorities and goals than other people is not necessarily a bad thing. But I wanted to ask what you thought about that. Yeah, I actually experienced just this um, when I was my senior year of college. Uh, you know, senior year, party year, you don't go to school year kind of thing. And a lot of my friends were in that mindset. We lived in Boston. You know, it's a great city to be going out, doing the social things, whatnot. And it's not a, a wrong or a bad thing. It's a great thing that my friends wanted to be a part of that life. But for myself, my I was putting myself through school, right? I was trying to like get a like a remote job to and I was uh, also graduating a, a six months earlier so I didn't have that much time to like become an adult in my last couple months of college you know and also personally I'm not a huge party I don't find joy in just getting trashed every single night whatnot I never really had that phase in college and the friends that I was around and the people I was around a lot of them they were doing that and again I was like what is wrong with me? Why do I not want to do that? Like, am I more mature? Am I less mature? Like, where am I fitting on the scale? And then I just realized, you know, hey, our timelines are just a little bit different. Our priorities are a little bit different. I'm already like on the next chapter and they're still, you know, three pages behind. And that's okay. Because when I realized that on this next chapter, I'm going to have more characters come into my life that are mat that are supposed to be there in this chapter, then it's like, okay, great. I can always look back and admire that chapter for what it, what it was and the people that served me at that time for what it was. But in that moment, I'm just going to focus on myself and what I need to focus on and know that there are better, not better, there are other people coming and other things coming into my life that I don't know about yet right now. But as long as I just trust that they're going to come, they are. And they did. And so- I feel like if you are in this position of whether you are a little bit mature or whether you're just in a different chapter of your life, right? Whether you just had a kid and all of your friends don't have kids yet, or if you are in college and all your friends are in high school, you know, know that there's nothing you can do to change that about their situation. But mm -hmm. what can you do in that, in that moment for yourself, whether it's find new friends, join new hobbies, or just be alone for a while. I think people are so terrified of being alone that just sit in it a little bit and eventually give it some time. People will come and the right, pe the right people will come. Well, Bonnie, I have to say, I've when you talk, I'm literally captivated by the way that you are able to so eloquently kind of describe a lot of the feelings and the mindsets that I've been going through as well. So thank you so much for coming on, giving me your time, your vulnerability, and like your expertise with female friendships. This has been such a great enriching conversation for me to be able to be a part of and listen to. No, I think, well, first of all, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Because honestly, half the time I'm like, why do you sound so silly right now? No, 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 um, not at all. But I, like, I feel like, you know, Katie, you are also such an inspiration to me. I admire, you know, you, your content, your mindset, um, the way that you show up for yourself and your community and, you know, in the social media space and in the world that that's something that I 
really appreciate and look up to. And that's why I was like, wow, like I would love to be a part of this podcast because I want to be around people who are in that similar mindset. Um, so yeah, thank you so, 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 so much for having me. I really, really had fun today. That means that means the world. Well, I want to give you 30 seconds to plug whatever you want on the internet, things that you're doing, places people can find you. Um, as always, all of Bonnie's links will be down below in the description if you want to check her out, but feel free. The floor is yours. Yeah, shameless plug, right? Uh, no, you can just find me on TikTok, um, Bonnie, and then my last name, N-G-A-I. Have two eyes for TikTok and just my name, Bonnie Ngai, for Instagram. All my fun travels are on there. I talk about life, heartbreak, struggles, just being a girl in her 20s, to be quite honest with you. Um, super, super simple. Also, if you are interested in traveling and finding more girls to travel with, I do host group trips. So just keep up with my platforms. We're going to Thailand in June with just a bunch of stranger girls that I've never met before. It's going to be me and 12 other girls. So if you are somebody who's down for adventure or travel, just wants to make a new friend in a different part of the world, hit me up and I would love to love to see you on the road. Thank you for listening to another episode of Solidarity on the Bench with KDU. If you enjoyed this podcast or want to submit a question for future guests, you can follow the podcast Instagram at SolidarityPod or follow the host at Katie.eu. See you next Tuesday.